Hi, I'm David Bach. I want to welcome you to the Automatic Millionaire Program. And I want to congratulate you. I want to congratulate you because you are somebody that does it. You took action. You know, a lot of people got the invitation to buy this audio program. And they looked at the Automatic Millionaire and they said to themselves, Oh, come on. Can't possibly work. How could I become an Automatic Millionaire? And they took the invitation and they threw it away. You, on the other hand, did something different. You looked at that title, The Automatic Millionaire, and you said to yourself, why not me? Why couldn't I become a millionaire? And the fact that you did that makes me feel like I know you. I feel like I know you because I'll tell you what, I did the same thing about 15 years ago. About 15 years ago, I started buying every audio program and reading every single book and taking every single seminar I could find on how to become rich. And it didn't happen overnight for me took 10 years. By the time I was 30, I was a millionaire. By the time I was 35, I was a multimillionaire. Now, I don't tell that to impress you. I tell that to impress upon you that the only difference between me and you right now is that I went out and learned some things about money that I didn't know before. And that's exactly what we're going to do in this program. I'm going to teach you some concepts, some tools, some ideas that will literally transform your life by teaching you how to be somebody that wants to be rich to somebody that can be rich. The Automatic Millionaire Program, the one you're listening to right now, i got to say something to you right up front. This is not a motivational program. Now, why do I want to say that to you? I want to say that to you because you know what? When it's all said and done, motivation's great, but it wears off. I mean, let's face it. Again, I've been to the seminars. I've gotten motivated. I've gotten pumped up. And then later, what happens? It wears off. The Automatic Millionaire, the idea behind this program is that in the next few hours, I'm going to teach you how to set up a system that doesn't require motivation. It won't require you to keep the energy going to be rich. It won't require you to have a budget. Believe that. No budget is required for this program. It won't require you to have discipline. See, these are very important things. You always hear, you got to have a budget. You need to have discipline. You need to be motivated. You need to write out your goals. Well, guess what? All those things ultimately fail when you're trying to be wealthy because you know what? Here's the truth. You're busy. In fact, right now, I'm willing to bet that you're listening to me and you're doing something else. You might be in your car on the way to work. Now, if you're in your car on the way to work, great. That's when I used to listen to these programs. That's when I do listen to these programs. You may be in your office right now checking emails. Maybe you're in the kitchen. Maybe you're cooking dinner right now or you're cleaning the house. Or maybe you're even in your gym working out and you've got me on a Walkman. I don't know where you're listening to me, but I do know this. Nobody buys these programs, sits down at their desk, cleans off their desk, does nothing else, and then listens and takes notes. You're busy. And yet, it's very important to say that because you're busy, you need a system that will work while you sleep that, again, is automated. So I want to go back for a second. What's the automatic millionaire all about? The automatic millionaire is this. I'm going to teach you in the next few hours a system that you can use to completely automate your way to wealth. Some of the ideas that you're going to learn today, you've heard before. You'll go, God, I know that. That's so obvious. But you won't be doing them until now. Because with my coaching, you can tell I've got a lot of energy. I'm going to motivate you to take the one or two steps that you need to take to totally automate your way to wealth. Now, what does that mean? I keep saying wealth, you know, riches. Look, the idea behind this program is I want you to have the American dream. Well, what is the American dream? You know, the American dream means different things to different people. 
For some people, a lot of people, quite frankly, the American dream is to have a million dollars. It's not a coincidence that the most popular televisions on show always have a million dollars in it. Who wants to marry a millionaire? Who wants to marry Joe Millionaire? Who wants to date a millionaire? Who wants to meet the millionaire's father? Who wants to win a million dollars? You know, everybody in America wants to be a millionaire. In fact, one of the things I just started doing is I just started becoming the money coach to America Online. So I've been spending a lot of time on America Online. So just last week, I'm on America Online, and I see this survey, and the survey pops up on the welcome screen, and it says, what's your best chance of being a millionaire? And they give you a bunch of different options. Win the lottery, inherit it, divorce, marry it, earn it, stock market. You know what the number one choice people selected? Win the lottery. At the moment I checked the survey, over 49% of the people who did this survey, at the time I think it was like over 5,000 people had clicked on these buttons, 49% put down that their number one option for becoming a millionaire was to win it. Now folks, we all know how ridiculous that is. We know that the likelihood that you're going to win millions of dollars by playing the lottery is slim and none. I mean, I do seminars all the time, all over the world, and I always ask the room, how many of you have won the lottery? We're talking, I've been in front of tens of thousands of people, and I've almost never had anybody raise their hand and admit they won the lottery. Now, maybe that's the key thing, nobody wants to admit it. But what happens a lot of times, I say, okay, how many of you know somebody who won the lottery? And usually, about 10% of the room's hands go up. And I always ask the question, well, how many of those people gave you money? And the answer is always nobody, everybody laughs. But here's the thing, if you can't win the money in the lottery, how are you going to get it? How are you going to get the American dream? You're going to create it. So let me ask you, what is that American dream? Again, I haven't really answered the question. Well, the American dream is not necessarily a million dollars. I believe the American dream is this. The American dream is having the freedom to do what you want to do when you want to do it. You know, whenever I sit down with people who are talking about retirement planning, I say, you know, what is your goal? And people always say, I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. But here's the problem for most Americans. Most Americans, maybe even you, are putting off their life today, looking forward to retirement, age 65, 70. Someday when I retire, I'll go live the American dream. Well, that's a bummer. I mean, who wants to put off your whole life waiting for the American dream? I don't want to. I found out that you don't have to. You can have the American dream today by putting in place a plan. Now, again, the idea behind the American dream is freedom. But you need to have money to have that freedom. And you can have a really big income and make a whole lot of money and still not have freedom. I'll give you an example. I've got a really good friend of mine. His name's Chris. Chris and I went to college together. When Chris got out of school, he started his own business. And as you know, if you've ever tried to start your own business, it's not easy. So in the beginning, he wasn't making a lot of money. I think his first year, he made $35,000. And he said, God, you know, it's the end of the year. I haven't saved anything. I said, you know, you always have to pay yourself first, which is a concept I'm going to teach you later. And he said, you know, I will eventually. When I get to $75,000 in income, I'm going to start saving money. And every year at the end of the year, we get together for Christmas and we talk about, well, how did your year go? And every year at the end of the year, his company's incomes were going up. So one year he made $35,000. The next year he made $75,000. But guess what? The year he made $75,000, didn't save a dime. Then a year goes by. He's making $150,000. He's got a much better lifestyle. He still is not saving a dime. 
A couple more years go by. Now he's making $250,000. Now think about that. The American dream. The guy's making a quarter of a million dollars a year. But you know what? Hasn't got anything in savings. He's spending every dime he makes. Last year we got together and he had his best year ever. Last year he made over half a million dollars. And you know what? He's got a really nice house now and two beautiful cars. A Mercedes, a BMW. I think he's actually got a Range Rover too now that I think of it. And we're sitting in, at his golf club and he says, you know, David, I'm making half a million dollars a year. This is way more money than I ever dreamed possible. But you know what? He said, I hate what I'm doing. I hate my job. My business has become my job. I don't enjoy it anymore. And he said, even worse than that, I really hate the fact that every single year, no matter how much more money I make, I'm trapped. In fact, I need to make this kind of income now because no matter what I make, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. And he said, and I'm so frustrated. I said, well, it still comes back to the same basic problem. You haven't put in place a plan to be rich. You're just working harder and harder and harder, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, making more and more and more money, and you're always spending it. You're always living paycheck to paycheck. He said, yeah, that's right. That's exactly what I'm doing. I said, I know. I've been talking to you about this for 10 years. I said, people read my books and they take my programs and they act on them and you don't listen to me. You've got me for free. That's the problem. Well, the reason I tell you that story, and it may even be hard for you to relate to, you go, oh my God, please give me a break. If I made more money, I'd be rich. The reason I tell you the story is this. Income does not create wealth. Income does not create wealth. You making more money won't make you rich unless you do something with that money for yourself. And again, that's what this program is about. So let me tell you one more story. This is about a good friend of mine named Fred. Now, Fred was one of these guys that always wanted to take the guaranteed route. So he always worked really hard in high school to get really good grades. And then he went off to college. And again, he worked really hard to get really good grades. And he decided at a very young age, he was going to be an attorney because if he became an attorney, he would make more money than most of his friends. So he went off to law school. He got himself a good law degree. And then guess what he did? He got himself a good job at a good law firm, making a good amount of money. In fact, to be honest with you, right out of school, he's making more money than any of us. He had a six-figure income. He got $125,000 first year out of law school. And he was happy. In fact, he's very proud of himself. He went out and bought a very fancy car. He's one of our first friends to buy a home. And he had a lot of nice clothes. But you know what? Fast forward now 10 years later, he's still making a lot of money. In fact, right now he's making over a quarter million dollars a year. And where he lives, that is extremely high pay. But you know what's really sad? He's in his mid-30s and he hates his job. He hates being an attorney. He regrets that he's an attorney. Now, you know, logic would tell you to say, oh, well, then go do something else. But you know what? He's trapped. He has decided in his mind, partially because of the way he's handled his finances, he has very little savings, that he needs to continue to make a quarter of a million dollars a year. And as an attorney right now, he can't think of anything else that he can go and do where he could make the same amount of money to provide for his family. He's got three kids, his wife doesn't work, so he's trapped. Now what's sad about this is that here is a guy in his mid-30s, looks like he has the American dream, looks like he's got everything we all want to have, and yet deep down inside, he's really, really unhappy.
One of the things I always suggest to him whenever I see him is, you know what, if you deal with your financial life, if you would pay yourself first, if you'd start saving your money for the future, you could buy your way out of this problem in less than five years. We'll see what happens. All right, you might be wondering, well, who is David Bach? Well, first of all, let me give you my quote-unquote credentials. My background is that I worked at Morgan Stanley from 1993 to 2001. When I left Morgan Stanley, I was a senior vice president and a partner of the Bach Group. We managed over $750 million for individual investors during my tenure there. So, yes, I've got a lot of practical experience as a financial advisor. In fact, I worked with over 1,000 clients. 100 of those clients were millionaires. So I know what it takes to work with people one-on-one. Since 2001, I've been focusing all my energy on working with more people through financial education. In fact, that's one of the reasons right now I'm here with you communicating through these audio sessions. Maybe you've read my books. Maybe you read Smart Women Finish Rich. Maybe you read Smart Couples Finish Rich. Maybe you read the Finish Rich Workbook. We've got over a million of these books now out all over the world. In fact, my books are in seven languages in over 20 countries. Maybe you've gone to one of my seminars. We've had a half a million people in the last four years go to my Finish Rich seminars. Maybe you've been to my website, or maybe you've seen me on AOL, or maybe you saw me on the Today Show, or The View, or The Early Show, or CNBC, or CNN. Or maybe you have no idea who I am and you just thought, the automatic millionaire, I want that. Well, let me give you some background on me. First of all, I have to tell you the truth. I'm a weird kid. I grew up very strange. See, something happened to me at a very young age that changed everything for me. What happened was, at the age of seven, I had a grandmother, a Grandma Rose Bach, that changed my world. Here's what she did. One day at McDonald's, my favorite restaurant in the whole world, my grandmother looked at me and she said, David... You know, you don't just have to be a kid that eats cheeseburgers and french fries. She said, you could get rich at McDonald's. Now, I looked at my grandmother, and I said, Grandma, I think I'm a little too young to work here. And she said, no, David, I've got a bigger plan for you. She said, when we get home, I'm going to teach you how you could own McDonald's. Own McDonald's, Grandma? I'm seven years old. I'm thinking, boy, is my grandmother rich? Is she buying me a McDonald's? Is there something I don't know here? But I knew my grandmother had something else in mind. And that day, she took out the Wall Street Journal. And she proceeded to explain to me that McDonald's was what was called a publicly traded company. That I could buy one share of the stock and I could own a piece of McDonald's. I said, Grandma, does that mean when my friends go to McDonald's and they buy cheeseburgers, I'll make some money off of them? She said, you got it. And I was like, wow, this is cool. This is like Monopoly for big boys. She said, well, kind of, yeah, sort of the same idea. But that's the whole idea. She said, David, whenever you go somewhere, if the company is publicly traded and you buy stock in it, you own the place. So you know what I did that year? I saved my money. I saved my birthday allowance, and I saved the cutting the lawn allowance. At the end of the year, she helped me buy a few shares of stock in McDonald's. Now, here's a true story. Had my parents bought 100 shares of McDonald's back when I did this almost 30 years ago, today those 100 shares would have grown to over a half a million dollars in McDonald's stock pretty smart kid, right? The truth was, I wasn't a sophisticated investor. I just knew I loved cheeseburgers. And my grandmother knew that the time to teach me about money was when I was young. Now, my grandmother Bach was an amazing woman. She's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And my grandmother Bach did something that changed the destiny of our family. She decided at the age of 30 that she wanted to be rich. Now, why was that a big deal? It was a big deal because she was poor. My grandfather and my grandmother were poor. They didn't have any money. They were renting a home. 
they were living paycheck to paycheck. In fact, both of my grandparents worked. My grandmother was working way before most women were working. In fact, my grandmother was a buyer of wigs for a company called Gimbals. You might even remember Gimbals if you're much older. And my grandmother decided at 30 that, you know what, this not having money stuff, this is not fun. The way she told the story is she said she looked at my grandfather and she said, Jack, this is not working. Now, when you're a man and your wife tells you this is not working, this is not a good thing to hear. But my grandfather said, well, what do you mean it's not working? She said, Jack, in case you haven't noticed, we're poor. We don't have any money. And he said, well, what do you want to do about it? And she said, I want to start investing. And what she did is she started taking $1 a week out of her paycheck. She was making $10 a week. She took $1 a week. She started paying herself first. She put that money in a coffee can. At the end of the month, she took that money down to a broker's office and she started investing in the stock market. Now, the way the story turns out is that my grandmother became a self-made millionaire. And she taught the rest of the family how to do this. She taught my father how to do this and he became a self-made millionaire. She taught me how to do this and I became a self-made millionaire. And the whole family learned from this one woman the principles of building wealth. And now I've been going around the world for the last five years teaching other people the principles of building wealth. But for nearly 10 years, from 1993 to 2001, I was a financial advisor, working with clients every day in the trenches, helping some people that were retired make sure that their money would last their lifetime, and helping a whole lot of other people, probably like you, who want to build wealth, starting with nothing, get on a program. I've had clients literally come into my office and start with nothing. We've gotten clients to start saving $25 a month and we've put them on a program. I've also had clients come into my office with over $10 million. Many of those clients I did not spend eight hours a year with. Why do I point that out to you? What you've got is 25,000 hours of my knowledge of working with clients. And in fact, I worked with over 1,000 clients one-on-one. But I've also taught, again, tens of thousands of people all over the world about money. And you've got me right here in your little audio program for eight hours. But the best part is you can play these over and over again. I hope what you'll think about when you think about this program and you think about me is that you'll consider me, David Bach, your personal financial coach. That's the role I want to play with you. I want to be your personal financial coach that is going to take you on a plan to live the life you want to live give you that American dream of freedom, whatever that freedom means to you. Help you achieve financial security so that you don't have to worry about money. The biggest thing that holds us back from living the life we want to live is we wake up every day with financial pressure. We wake up and we don't know, how am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to pay for the kids' school? Where am I going to get the money to cover the mortgage or the rent? What am I going to do every day when I wake up? i got to go make money, spend money, make money, spend money. It's a vicious rat trap. It's a circle. It's like the hamster in the hamster cage. It goes around and around and around and never makes progress. We want to get you off of that. So I'm a big believer in the power of questions. I want to start by asking you six questions. Six questions. You don't have to take out a pad of paper. I just want you to think about these questions for a second. Now here's the miracle or the magic, if you will, of these questions. I can tell you with 90% accuracy whether or not you'll be rich in less than three minutes with these six questions. Are you ready? Let's go into them right now. The first question is, do you pay yourself first? And if you do, do you pay yourself first 10% of your gross income? Now, you may not know what that means, or you may know what it means, but the answer is either yes or no. 
You either do pay yourself first or you don't. Most people don't. Most people, when they earn a paycheck, the first person they pay is the government. I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you earn a dollar and you pay the government first through federal taxes, social security taxes, and state tax, you pay them all that money first, you're going to end up with about 60 cents. And if you end up with 60 cents and then you try to pay everybody else, your mortgage, your rent, your credit cards, your utilities, your food bills, your gym bill, your cell phone bills, your personal phone bills, your kids clothing, you pay all those bills and then you try to have something left over for yourself, you will never be rich. You will have paid everyone else first and you last. And that is a recipe for poverty. And that is why most Americans don't have any money. They pay everyone else first and themselves last. So the first question again, do you pay yourself first? Do you pay yourself first 10% of your gross income before tax? Now the answer again, it's either yes or no, or I don't know, I should say. If you don't know if you're paying yourself 10% of your income, you're going to need to find out. But later we'll go through this. You have to be paying yourself first 10% of your income. Now that may sound impossible, but I promise you, as you go through this program, you will learn over time, maybe not tomorrow, but over time, that you can do this. We've had thousands of people go from saving absolutely nothing, in fact, being minus 10% a month, to being 10% a month in a matter of weeks. And I'm going to give you some tricks on how to do that. The second question is, do you have an emergency basket of cash? Now, I don't literally mean a basket sitting in your house with cash, but what I mean is this. Based on how much money you spend, do you have six months of expenses put aside in case of emergency, not tied to your checking account? Now, almost always the answer to that question is no. And unfortunately, that's the financial disaster that wipes people out. In fact, I just read that there's over 2 million people in America who have been without a job for 27 weeks. One in four Americans have less than two weeks of savings set aside. So the moment they lose their job, they're wiped out financially. You need to have an emergency basket of cash. Again, in this program, I'll teach you how to do that. The third question is, do you know what your latte factor is? Now, I've become famous for the latte factory. You might have heard about this. Now, that's latte, latte factory. You know those lattes that you get at Starbucks? The latte factory is a simple idea that we all spend small amounts of money on little things. Millions of people every day wake up and go to Starbucks and get a nice, fancy, grande latte. And that little latte costs over $3.50. And then they get a muffin, and it's a buck fifty, and they're out the door for 5 bucks. Now, maybe you're going, that's ridiculous. I would never spend $5 at Starbucks. Well, it's not about Starbucks. The latte factor is a metaphor, which I will teach you later in this program about. The latte factor is a simple, powerful, life-changing idea that we've all got small amounts of money that we're wasting on little things. Could be a cup of coffee at Starbucks, could be cigarettes, could be bottled water. But it's a radical principle. In fact, People Magazine did a feature story on me, and it said, a latte spurned is a fortune earned. I went on The View with Barbara Walters and I talked about this principle. It's the most popular thing I've ever taught. It's so simple to use. And later in this program, I'm going to teach you how to find your latte factor and redirect that wealth to literally, if you wanted to, make you hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, in extra savings during your lifetime. The fourth question is, do you own your own home? See, if you're a renter right now, you have almost no statistical possibility whatsoever of being rich. 
Now, how do I know that? Because a recent study showed that the average renter in America has a net worth of less than $4,000. Now, what about homeowners? The average homeowner has an average net worth of nearly $140,000. Now, think about that for a second. That's almost 40 times greater than a renter. So here's what I can tell you. If you're listening to this program right now and you're a renter, the only person who's getting rich is your landlord. So if you want to be rich, you have to be a homeowner. Almost 40% of Americans rent. If you want to be a homeowner, you will learn in this program the secret to being a homeowner. But if you are a homeowner today, it's too early to pat yourself on the back, and I'll tell you why. Most homeowners have a 30-year mortgage. And if you've got a 30-year mortgage and you're paying for your home over 30 years, here's what I can tell you. A 30-year mortgage is the biggest financial banking ripoff in the world. What you're going to learn in this program is this. If you have a 30-year mortgage and you pay for your home over 30 years, you will work until you're in your mid-60s, maybe even your late 60s. Now, if that doesn't sound good to you, then you're going to want to keep listening to this program because you're going to find out that there's a much better, a smarter way to pay your mortgage that can literally put you in a position to pay that home off in less than 20 years. The fifth question is, do you tithe? Now, maybe you've heard of tithing. You've probably heard of it at your church or maybe your temple. It's the idea that you give a percentage of your income back to charity, back to the community. And I'm going to cover later in this program why it's so important. You know, we all know that we should do this, but why financially should you do this? Why would it help you to become rich to give money away? You're going to learn that in this program. And the sixth question, is your financial plan automatic? Are you doing questions one through five completely automated? Or do you have to write checks and do everything manually? And that's the key, the core of this program, is this idea that we can take the first five questions, answer them for you, direct you on what to do, and get you to automate your plan. And you can do all of this in less than a few hours. Now that's power. Because here's the thing, if all the first five questions I talked about, paying yourself first, 10% of your gross income, having an emergency basket of cash, buying a home, finding your latte factor. If you have to have a budget to do all those things, if you need discipline to do all those things, if you need motivation to do all those things, I can promise you it won't work. It won't work. You need an automatic plan because again, you're busy. So that's the core of this program. How do you take all those things I just talked about and completely make your plan automatic? You can literally have this plan work while you sleep. That's the idea behind the automatic millionaire. That's what I want for you. I want to talk to you for a second about the title, The Automatic Millionaire. Because maybe when you got this, you thought, well, gosh, is this a get-rich-quick scheme? Because we've been exposed to so many of those things. You know, this is the way to find the hot stock. You need our software, and then you can do this. Or maybe you think, well, I'm going to need to run my own business to be an automatic millionaire. You're not going to need to. The one I like the best is that infomercial that's been airing for like 20 years, which tells you that you can place tiny little ads while sitting on your couch and people will just mail you in checks. That is not what this program is about. In fact, I just got a quote from Bill O'Reilly. You probably know Bill O'Reilly from the O'Reilly Factor. 
And Bill O'Reilly, if ever there's been a skeptic about anything that's about spin, it's Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly gave me a quote for this approach. There's no spin here. So let me go through why there's no spin here. The automatic millionaire is not about getting rich overnight. What the automatic millionaire is about, what my grandmother taught me, which is that you don't get rich in days, you get rich in decades by creating a system that makes it so that you literally can't fail. Again, most people don't do it. You're going to learn there's all kinds of ways to pay your bills automatically so you don't have to write the checks yourself. You're going to learn that today with technology, you can literally, in less than one hour, so that you can completely automate every aspect of your financial life so that literally if you were in a great situation where you could take a month off which you probably can't even fathom right now but if you went on vacation for a month you went to Europe on vacation you wouldn't have to even think about your finances because your bills would be paid automatically your savings plan would be handled automatically your mortgage plan would be handled automatically you'd have everything automated and you wouldn't have to think about it now doesn't that just make you feel better knowing that you could do this one of the things that's going to hit you as you go through this audio program is that you're going to be bothered. And I want to tell you why you're going to be bothered. You're going to be bothered because the plan is so darn simple. You're going to say, I don't get it. I don't understand how anything this simple could work. You know, when you got CNBC on and CNN, and by the way, I go on all those shows, but everybody on there is talking about the market and the economy and the GDP and all these things that you need to know about when you're an investor. And yet here you're talking about, David, having a financial plan that's totally automatic in less than an hour. How can that be? There's all these technical books out there right now. Technical analysis of this investment, technical analysis of that investment, and there's 8,000 mutual funds, and there's 11,000 stocks, and how can it be this simple? Well, it can be this simple. The reality is there's a big business in making it complicated. There isn't a big business in making it simple. I don't know why that is. I don't know why more people are not out there sharing a simple message, but they're not. The stuff I'm going to teach you today, I have to tell you the truth. You should know everything I'm about to teach you. Should have been taught in school. You should have gone to school in the first grade, and they should have started teaching you all these principles so that by the time you got out of high school, you wouldn't even need this program. You'd already have an automatic plan for wealth. But it's not there. The government's not teaching it. Now, there are all kinds of reasons why the government might not be teaching it. The government might not be teaching it because if you're not financially secure, you could be dependent then on government services. The government might not be teaching it because guess what? Insurance and the financial service industry makes a whole lot of money out of our financial ignorance. But again, all those issues, that's not what really matters. What really matters is you. What matters is what happens in your life and what you do with your money and whether or not you have freedom and whether or not you get to live the American dream and whether or not your family, if you have one, gets to live the American dream with you. That's what matters. So again, I have learned a lot from teaching people about money. And what I've learned is when you make it simple, people act on it. When you make it simple, people use it. When you make it simple people's lives changed. And again, you know what? When you look at simplicity today, some of the most powerful books out there today are the simplest ones. I mean, look at the book right now that's sold over 10 million copies. It's called Who Moved My Cheese? Chances are you've read it. Now, could you go take an MBA program to teach you on how to handle the change of the economy and the change of companies? Yeah. Or you could just read a 100-page little book and learn about the power of change. It's the same principles here with The Automatic Millionaire. You don't have to make something great complicated. In fact, in many cases, it's harder to make it simple. But that's what we've done here for you today.
Now, I just told you what you're going to be bothered by, that you're going to be bothered by the simplicity of this program. So now let me tell you what you're going to love about this program. The first thing you're going to love about it, you don't need a lot of money to get started. If you've got $1 a day, I can get you going on this program. Now, let's not kid ourselves. You're not going to get to where you want to go quickly on a dollar a day. But just saving a dollar a day, if we get you set up automatically, will create the wheels in motion for you to believe that you can do this. Hopefully, we can get you to do more than that. But you won't need a lot of money to get started. The second thing you're going to love about this program is you don't have to go and change your life. Now, the truth is most Americans want to have their own business. They want to be their own boss. But you know what the other truth is? Most Americans won't go start their own business and they won't be their own boss. And if you're an employee right now and you don't want to start your own business but you want to be rich, you're going to love this program because you can do it being an employee. You can do it earning $8 an hour. You could have minimum wage earnings and start to put the automatic millionaire plan into place. Another thing you're going to love about this program, you don't have to be overly interested in money. Now, that might seem strange. The program's called an automatic millionaire, but I don't have to be interested in money. It's true. Again, this is a pretty boring program. I mean, the program itself, hopefully I will not bore you. But I can tell you, creating an automatic investment plan is boring. Because once it's in place, you don't have to think about it anymore. You get to go back to your life. You get to go back and have your life and not think about money. That's great. I think you'll like that. The other thing you're going to like about this program, you don't have to be good at math. Now, there's a reason you have to be good at math. I'm not good at math. I can tell you for a fact, you don't need to know a whole lot about math to get rich. If you understand the principle of a dollar, and you can do some basic math, like 10% of a dollar is 10 cents. That's all you need to know to become rich using this program. And a few more things you'll like about this program, you don't need discipline. In fact, as I said earlier, discipline will require you to fail. You don't need to be disciplined. I'm not disciplined. That's why I have an automatic approach to wealth. You don't need a budget. You'll really love this part. This program is set up so that you don't need a budget. Now, why wouldn't you want a budget? Because budgets don't work. We've been hearing about budgets for years, and they don't work. If they worked, we'd all be on them. We'd all be using them, and we'd all be rich. They don't work. And you won't need one once you set up your automatic plan. And the last thing, and again, I say this to you in all sincerity, you don't need to be a landlord to get rich. You do need to be your own landlord. You do absolutely need to own your own home. And you do want to pay that home off early, but you don't have to go in the rental business of real estate to get rich. There are people that are getting rich every single day that don't have tenants in rental property. And you know what? Here's the truth. It always sounds great to say you should go out and buy real estate with no money down and other people will pay for your real estate and you'll have positive cash flow and you'll live happily ever after. What people don't tell you is that, that is really tough. It's really tough to buy real estate with no money down and it's really tough to find tenants that will pay enough rent for you to have positive cash flow. So this program doesn't require you to do that. You want to go do that? Fine. But this program won't require you to become a landlord and buy real estate with no money down and have tenants. You won't have to worry about any of that stuff. Again, you'll be able to go on vacation and not think about your money because your plan will be automatic.
All right, now I know with everything I've already shared with you, that there's still got to be a voice inside of you going, yeah, but, yeah, but this, yeah, but I don't know if it'll work for me, yeah, but, you know, it just seems like it's too good to be true. So I want to share something with you that's very honest. And I don't want to go out and tell this to everybody, but I'm going to tell it to you right now. The truth is, even though I started buying stock at 7, going to investment classes at 9, telling my friends' parents how to invest at 12, the truth is this. I didn't do everything right after that. In fact, I went to college and I got myself in huge credit card debt. By the time I was a junior in college, I was $12,000 in credit card debt. And I'll go through later how to get out of debt because that may be an issue for you. Then I got my first job. It's only making $1,200 a month. I had to borrow money just to pay my bills. At the end of my first year of college, I was $30,000 in debt. And again, like you, I went out and listened to other programs, got incredibly motivated, and figured out a way to make a lot of money quickly. Got myself out of debt. But then I went into the financial service field, and I was in the business for about two years. And I was teaching other people all these principles. Pay yourself first. Do it automatically. But you want to know the truth? I wasn't doing it. Some months I was saving money, but then the next month I'd go and spend it. Some months I was paying myself first, but then the next month I'd forget. And so two years into being a financial advisor, teaching other people how to do this, I had barely grown my net worth. In fact, I had almost nothing in savings. And I was really frustrated because it's awful feeling to go out and tell other people how to do something and then find out that you're not walking your own talk. And I was in my early 20s at the time. And I had just been teaching a class when at the end of a class, a couple came to me that really illustrates the power of the automatic millionaire. In fact, if anything, they're the ones that pushed me over the edge to become one. I remember like it was yesterday meeting Jim and Sue McIntyre. This couple came up to me at the end of a four-week class that I was teaching at a local adult school and said, David, we want to come into your office and we want to talk to you about retiring. Now, I had met Jim earlier in the class. And one of the things Jim had told me is that he never made more than $50,000 a year. He told me he was very conservative with his money, and I also knew that Jim was 52 years old. So one of the things I started thinking was, there's just no possible way that this couple can retire in their early 50s, unless maybe they inherited some money or something. I was doing the classic rookie maneuver, they say. I was judging a book by its cover. But I said, yeah, come on into my office. Let's sit down. Let's see what your situation is. So about a week later, Jim and Sue come into my office. Now, let me just first of all describe to you, Jim, so at least you'll understand why I was such a rookie judging a book by its cover, okay? Jim comes into my office. The guy is wearing one of those short-sleeved dress shirts, you know, the ones that you just think to yourself, why do people wear those? <laughs> okay, maybe that's a little bad to say, but he's wearing one of those short-sleeved dress shirts with a t-shirt sticking out underneath it. He's got himself a little pocket protector with a whole bunch of pens in it. Again, he just doesn't look like somebody who's going to be a millionaire. Oops, I already gave it away. Now his wife, on the other hand, she's also dressed a little bit funky. She's got some pretty serious blonde highlights. They just didn't look rich. But I was in for a shock, and I was in for a lesson that would change my life. So we sit down together, and I say, well, you know, so tell me about your situation. And they start telling me, oh, isn't it great? Jim's going to retire. He's 52 years old. We're so excited. He's not going to need to work anymore. And I go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, guys. What makes you think you have enough money to retire? Now, again, at this point, I didn't know they were millionaires. So they said, well, why? You don't think we have enough money to retire? We don't look like people who would be rich enough to retire? 
And I said, well, Jim, wait, you know, you told me you're 52. You told me you never made more than $50,000 a year. You certainly don't look like a multimillionaire. Did you inherit any money? He laughed. He said, inherit any money? Of course not. And inherit dime. He proceeds to take out his net worth statement, and he shows it to me. So the first thing that Jim showed me was his tax returns. Now, here's the amazing thing about his tax returns. The year before he came into my office, ready for how much money he earned? He lied. He earned a little bit more than $50,000 a year. He earned $53,946. And I guess it's because he combined his income with Sue's income. So, again, not a whole lot of money that he was making, but not so bad either. About your average American family. Certainly not enough money to be rich, right? Wrong. He proceeds to take out his brokerage statements. Here's what he shows me. First of all, his 401k plan at work, $610,000. But wait, there's more. Sue takes out her retirement accounts. She's got $72,000 in retirement accounts. Then they take out the brokerage statements, $160,000 in municipal bonds. And then they take out their bank and savings accounts, $62,500. Wow, that's a lot of money. But wait, there's more. Now they show me their real estate holdings. They own the home they live in, free and clear. It's worth $450,000. But wait, there's more. They have a second home, a rental property. It's worth $325,000, free and clear, no mortgage. Did you just do the math there? That's $775,000 with the real estate with no mortgage combined they've also got three cars and a boat and they have no debt so collectively they've got a net worth approaching two million dollars now as if this isn't enough they've also got a stream of income coming in in the form of interest and dividends from their investments between rental income and municipal bonds they've got twenty six thousand dollars a year in income coming in now this is what's really killing me at this point. Now I'm going, wait a minute. Not only is their plan to retire at 52 realistic, but it's amazing. Now one more thing about the McIntyres that's totally amazing is that they had two kids. You know, it's easy to go, oh, well, they didn't have kids. It's easy to get rich if you don't have kids. They had two kids. They probably still have those two kids. And they sent those two kids off to college, and they paid for their college education with no student loans. And an important thing that the McIntyres did, and I'm going to share with you later why you should do this too, if you've got kids, they taught their daughter and their son how to do this at a young age. Because what's the fun of getting rich if you don't transfer that knowledge, not just the money, but the knowledge to the next generation? Now, I have to say something to you. At this point, as a financial advisor, I don't normally get impressed with people's wealth. I'd seen a lot of people who are as wealthy as the McIntyres before they came into my office. But what amazed me about the McIntyres was, again, was not so much their wealth, but they didn't look like people who would be rich. I mean, again, he never made over $53,946 in a year. And here he is sitting in my office in his early 50s, 52. He's got almost a $2 million net worth. So now at this point, I'm hooked. You know, I'm a new financial advisor. I'm supposed to know all this stuff, but I'm not practicing it. And I sit back in my chair and I look at them and I said something I'll never forget. Would you mind sharing with me how you did this? They said, 
David, you, you got to be kidding me. You've been teaching us a class for four weeks. I said, I know I've been teaching a class, but I'm amazed. I go, honestly, I don't see people like you every day. I mean, yeah, I've seen people come in here with money. But you know what? You've come in here with a lot of money. You've never had a high income. And yet you're almost worth $2 million. I need to know how you did what you did. Because, you know, here I am making, quite honestly, more money than you. And I got to tell you, I'm finding it tough to save. Would you guys sit down and share with me how you did this? And Sue looked at Jim and they said, yeah, of course, <laughs> absolutely. How much time have you got? I said, well, how much time would it take? And they said, wouldn't even take an hour. And the truth was they sat down in 20 minutes and laid out for me exactly how they did what they did. And the amazing thing is that they did everything that I'm going to share with you in this program. They paid themselves first. Didn't start off paying themselves first, but they paid themselves first. They automated their plan. They bought a home. They paid that home off early. They set up everything in their system so it was totally automated, so they didn't have to budget or write checks or think about saving. In fact, they got rid of their budget. Very, very important. But they created an automatic plan to be wealthy so they could not fail. Now, here's the kicker in their story. I asked them, how did you learn about this? And they said they learned from their parents. Now, they lived in a community called San Leandro, California. And I got to tell you, these were such nice people, but they were such average Americans. Like those people you hear about, the millionaire next door. But they weren't people who scrimped. They had lived a totally full life. The guy had a boat, three cars. I mean, this is a guy who's enjoying his life. And he lived on a block where he said, David, you know what? I got to tell you something. The street I live on, most of my friends have all been doing the same thing too. In fact, this is what we would talk about on the Sunday barbecue, was how we were all doing these things so we could all retire early in our 50s when our kids were out of our house and hang out together. And he said, I'm really not that special. You know, Sue and I have just been doing, you know, what you teach people to do, only we really did it. We lived it. We lived these concepts you teach. And he said, everybody else in our street is living them too. But that story profoundly changed my life. Because when I walked out of the conference room, I went back into my office. I sat in my office and I stared at the wall for two hours. I'll never forget this. My dad comes in. He goes, what are you doing? I go, I've just had the most amazing life-changing experience. I said, it's going to totally change my life. And within a week, I had completely transformed my financial life to doing everything that I lay out in this program for you. And it worked. And now I'm going to take you through, in the remainder of these audio sessions, how to do what the McIntyres did. How to become that millionaire next door that lives a fun life. You don't have to scrimp, 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 save, 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 but automate your way to wealth. Wouldn't it be great to not have to think about your money? The power of the automatic millionaire is its simplicity. Just Take that voice, that yeah, but voice that you're hearing right now in your head and shut that little voice up. Put it off in a box somewhere. Maybe stick it in a closet, if you will. And give yourself the next few hours of having an open mind and allowing these ideas to sink into your soul so that you'll take some action immediately to become the automatic. All right, well, we've come to the end of the first session. And what I'm going to do right now is introduce you to a concept I call automatic millionaire action steps. Each audio you've got is going to end with specific action steps that you can take. Now, why is it important to take action steps? 
You can listen to me. And if all you do with these audio programs is listen to me, you'll still make changes in your life. You will. Because subconsciously, the stuff will sink into your brain. It'll get into your soul. And before you know it, you'll be doing things differently financially. But if you start taking specific, measurable actions following each audio session, you're going to make progress towards being an automatic millionaire faster. So if you're somebody who's what I call a quick start, you really want to get going quickly, then all you need to do at the end of each audio is follow the action steps, and you'll get to where you want to go faster. All right? Makes sense, right? So let's talk about the first action step. Here's what you're going to do right now. Very, very simple. I want you to take out the workbook that was included with this audio program. If you don't have a workbook, if you're in your office, go, oh, it's so, I don't have the workbook. What am I going to do? What a nightmare. I knew I should have brought the workbook. Don't worry about it. All right? Just take out a pad of paper. Here's what you're going to do. All you need to do today is the following. I want you to do two things. One, I want you to commit to yourself when you will listen to the second audio. All right? Really important. It could be tomorrow. It could be next week. You have to make a commitment to yourself. I want you to write it down. What day I'm going to listen to the second session of this audio program. Now, in a perfect world, I'd like to see you put this in your calendar. I'd like you to literally make an appointment with yourself to listen to session number two. And this is, let me tell you why this is so important. You would be stunned on how many people buy these programs, open them up, listen to the first audio, and never get to the second audio. In fact, it would be depressing for me to actually know those statistics, but we don't care about the statistics. We care about you. I want you to get to the second audio, okay? So go to your Palm Pilot, go to your calendar, whatever you use, and make a date with yourself to do session two. The second thing I want you to do is this. I want you to take a look at this question, and I want you to answer it for yourself truthfully. Here's a key thing to know. Financially, all progress begins with telling the truth. So tell yourself the truth right now. I call this the finish rich clarity question. Over the next year, what one thing would have to happen for you to feel you've made great financial progress? Over the next year, what one thing would have to happen for you to feel you've made great financial progress? Now in your workbook, there's a whole page that you can fill out to give yourself that answer. Again, if you don't have your workbook, don't sweat it. Just take out a pad of paper and write it down somewhere that you won't lose it. I want you to be really specific. You know, if you're right now $6,252 in credit card debt and your number one dream is to get out of credit card debt, then let's write that down. Put down in there, you know what? For me to feel I've made great progress, I want to completely pay off the Visa credit card. Maybe you really want to buy your first home. You know what? Write that down. For me, for me to feel like I've made great progress, I want to buy my first home. Whatever it is that's really important to you, I just want you to focus on one thing. The power of focus can change your life. And when you write it down, it starts to become real. You can see, am I making progress as I go throughout this year? And another thing is, I want to hear from you. So at the end of this year, after you've done this, later on in this program, I'm going to give you my email because I want to hear from you. How did you do on your number one goal for the year financially? We hear from people all over the world every single day, their success stories. And I want you to be one of those success stories. All right, so we're done for the day. Congratulations. Go make that date with yourself for session two. And I'll be back with you when you return. 
टैक्स Hi, and welcome back. This is David. And I'll tell you what, if you were sitting here right next to me right now, I would give you a big high five because you are on session two and you are clearly a doer. You are not a watcher. You are not a wannabe. You are a doer. And I'm just really proud of you that you came back, that you made a commitment to yourself to follow through. And we're going to have a great session right now. Session two is probably my favorite session because it is the latte factor. The latte factor is an incredibly powerful metaphor that can change your life and it's the powerful idea that you can become a millionaire on a few dollars a day and that more than likely you're already wasting a few dollars a day on little things we all do this I'm equally guilty of doing this one of my central beliefs when it comes to money because I've seen this to be true is this it's not how much we earn that determines whether or not we'll be rich it's how much we spend now, how do you use that in your own life? Well, first of all, let me start by busting a few huge financial myths. One of the biggest myths out there, which is leading to so many people being poor and unhappy and stressed financially, is that you need to get a budget. It's just amazing to me. Any week of the year, you can turn on the television and see somebody on a morning show or an evening show or an afternoon show talking to you through your television set and telling you what you need to do, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, is you need to get a budget. You need to take a look at where all your money goes and you need to track your expenses. And then once you figure out what your budget is, you need to live within your means. And who does this? It's just ridiculous. The idea that you would sit down and figure out how much money you spend for housing and how much money you spend for food and how much money you spend for utilities, and how much money you're going to spend on clothes and how much money you're going to spend on restaurants and entertainment, and on and on and on. Who does this? Do you know anybody who does this? And if you do, they're not any fun, are they? Now, here's the worst part about budgeting. There are two types of people in the world. There are those that are born, literally born, wanting to budget. I mean, they come out, and from the moment they can talk, they want to carry a calculator and track where everything goes. That is their life. And you know what happens to those people? They fall in love with their financial opposite. Somebody who loves to shop. And the two of those people drive each other crazy. I wrote Smart Couples Finish Rich because fighting about budgets is one of the number one things that people in America fight about. So I want to help you throw out that budget. And the first way I'm going to do that today is by teaching you the principles of the latte factor. Because you're going to see that you've actually got a lot of money. And once you realize that you've got this money and we can get you to redirect it, then I'll take you into the principles of paying yourself first and automating it. But first, I need you to believe at a core level that you may have more money than you think you have right now. And that's really where the latte factor begins. Most people believe that the secret to getting rich is all about finding new ways of increasing their income as quickly as possible. If only I could make more money, people will say, I'd be rich. And there's all kinds of programs out there that sell you on that idea. That what is missing in your life is more income. Well, let's be honest. We'd all like to have more income. But the key thing to realize 
is making more money doesn't translate into more wealth unless you do something with that money, right? Haven't you gone through that experience? Are you making more money today than you were making 10 years ago? What about five years ago? My experience working with people is this. As our incomes go up, our spending goes up, right? You know, if you're making $20,000 a year, you live off $20,000 a year and then some. If you're making $30,000 a year, you live off that and then some. And as our incomes go up, even though we tell ourselves every year, if I could just get a raise, then I'd start saving. We don't. We increase our style of living and we just spend a little bit more. Now, before I go right into the latte factor, I want to say one more thing to you that's really important. You cannot, I repeat, you cannot positive think your way to wealth. You know, there's a great book out there called Think and Grow Rich. It was an all-time classic, and I love the book. It was written by Napoleon Hill. But a lot of people took off on that premise, didn't read the book because the book talks about action, and they took off on the concept that it's all about the way you think. In fact, there's a financial guru out there right now, and I heard her speak recently, and she said to the audience, what you need to do is this. You need to wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and say nine times, I am powerful over my money, I am powerful over my money, I am powerful over my money. And if you say that nine times in the morning, you will start to believe that you are powerful over your money. And then the way you think, you become. Well, I've got news for you. That's ridiculous. You could say, I'm powerful over my money a hundred times in a day. And if you spend more money than you make, at the end of the week, you'll be broke. And if you get a raise and you spend more money than you make, at the end of the month, you'll be broke. So you can't positive think your way to wealth. You have to positively do your way to wealth. But your thinking does need to change before your actions change. And so to take you into the thinking behind realizing you have the money it takes to be wealthy, I'm now going to take you into the story of the latte factor. Because the latte factor started with a real life woman telling me, David, you're full of it. You know, I'm teaching a four-week class. I had been teaching for almost 10 hours. All these ideas. You got to pay yourself first. You need to save some of your income. And a woman came up to me and she raised her hand. She said, David, I got to tell you something. Everything that you've taught us in this class over four weeks is good in theory, but not in reality. Now, when the woman raised her hand and said this, first of all, let me tell you her name. Her name was Kim. When she raised her hand and said this, it was like somebody was throwing a spear into my heart. I mean, I've only got 10 minutes left in the class. I thought I taught this great class. And all of a sudden, somebody is standing up and telling me that everything I taught is good in theory, not in reality. And I was just totally 100% shocked. I said, Kim, what are you talking about? She said, David, first of all, I'm only two years out of college. She said, I'm making right now about $35,000 a year. I live in San Francisco. I don't have a dime to pay myself first. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I'm totally broke. There's no way any of these ideas can work for me. Now, it would have been easy for me to just poo-poo that. But what I started noticing, much to my dismay, was that a lot of people in the room were nodding, which meant they agreed with her. They could relate to what she was saying. So at that moment, I stopped what I was doing and how I had planned to end the class. And I walked up to a blackboard, an honest to goodness, old school blackboard with chalk. 
You know when you used to have those in your classroom? I walked to the blackboard and I said, you know what, Kim? Let's just play a game here. Let's take a look at where you spend money. I want to go through your day. So let's start with the morning. In the morning, as when you get up, do you drink coffee? And her friend was with her and her friend kind of gave her a nudge and went, oh my God, you don't even want to see Kim in the morning without coffee. I said, great. Is it the coffee that you get at work, the free coffee in the dirty coffee pot? Kim kind of giggled and went, oh no, I, you know, I stop in the morning and I get my coffee on the way to work. I said, oh, I bet you go somewhere fancy to get your coffee. She said, no, I don't go anywhere fancy. I go to Starbucks. I go, oh, okay. The whole room's kind of laughing at this point. I go, oh, the non-fancy place, Starbucks. Okay, you get a regular cup of coffee? She goes, well, uh, no, I get a grande non-fat latte. I said, a grande non-fat latte. Out of curiosity, Kim, what does a grande non-fat latte cost? And she said, well, three fifty, of course. And, you know, at this point, there are other people in the room who actually had lattes in their hand that were sipping, so they started kind of squirming in their chairs. And I said, okay, Kim. And I wrote, went up to the board and I wrote three fifty. I said, now, do you get anything to eat with that? She said, well, yeah, I get a muffin. I said, okay, well, what's the muffin cost? And she said, a dollar fifty. So I went up to the blackboard and I wrote a dollar fifty. At that point, somebody said, a dollar fifty for a muffin? How can a muffin cost a dollar fifty? Kim said, well, it's fat free. And again, the whole room kind of started laughing. And I said, no, wait a minute, we all do this, so let's not pick on Kim. Let's just keep going through her day. So I said, Kim, now you get to work. You've already, by the way, spent five bucks. And that doesn't include the fact that you've got to leave some change in the tip jar at the front desk or they'll be mad at you. But you've already spent five bucks. I know you have no money, but you already spent five bucks and you're not even at work yet. Okay, great. So you get to work. Now what happens? She says, well, I go to work, and then I go, well, hold on. Do you have a break? You get to work at 8. Between 8 and 12, do you take a break? She goes, yeah, I take a break. Okay, I know where you're going with this, David. I said, well, where do you go on your break? She said, at 10 o'clock, I go and I get some juice. 